Hey everybody, I'm Eric Arnault and this is the Nerdalogs Presents Your Stories podcast with day 6 of our Fortnite from the Heart celebration. Our installment today takes on the dual themes of breakups and bro love. First, one of my best buds, Ed Soderberg, shares a story about a really horrible end to a relationship that involves Star Trek Deep Space Nine and a shovel. This was recorded at like our third or fourth show ever, way back in early 2012 at Challengers Comics, which was before we really had solid audio equipment, so apologies for the sound quality there. Uh, but I thought the story was good enough to resurrect. Uh, as it happens, by the way, we're going back to Challengers in a few months for our March show. That's a weird coincidence. Um, after that story, we transition to a song from this past year's Halloween episode in which I pay tribute to Ed via the Scorpions and also some Tegan and Sarah. I don't know, you'll get it when you hear it. So today my personal Fortnite donation is going to Chicago Loot Drop, a super sweet local org that should be familiar to anyone who's listened to this show for a little while. Uh, that's a group run by Mike Chuck Bretzliff that uses geek-themed fundraisers to help supply toys, games, and comfort to kids at Comer Children's Hospital. To learn more about them, you can visit chicagolootdrop.org. And you'll definitely be hearing from Mike Chuck on this show again. But now, here is Ed Soderberg with a really harrowing breakup. So right now, uh, we have a lawyer coming up to speak to us. <laughs> wow. wow, we got a mixed response from that. Ed Soderberg, everybody. Bear with me because I'm actually nervous speaking in front of people, even though I speak in courtroom all the time. So, a lot of nerdy stories that I've ever heard from anyone are kind of badge of honor stories, like Old Glory, I have this scar from this, like, you know, jocks have them from sports, a lot of guys have them from, like, ex-girlfriends and stuff like that. This kind of actually combines a little bit of sports, a little bit of ex-girlfriends, and a lot of being a nerd, and this is my glory story, I guess. So, um... I grew up in Europe, where there isn't so much a distinction, I don't think, between the nerdy people and the not nerdy people. It's something I was forced to look right in the face when I moved uh, to the States in the middle of seventh grade, which, you know, junior high school, so I got my ass kicked a lot for being the British kid. Anyway, um, so later on into high school, um, I kind of wore being a nerd nerd on um, on my sleeve. I know a lot of people kind of do it now because it's cool now, but I did it before it was cool. Um, and I got away with it with a lot of women because um, my accent at the time is not what it was now. I was British, so, oh, he's not nerdy, he's just British, and that's really cool. Um, so somewhere around when I was 15 years old, um, I just, over the course of two weeks, this. Uh, I sound like a Midwestern. Midwestern so. Um I had a girlfriend when I was 19 who had known me when I was younger and was convinced that I was just suppressing the accent. It would come out if we got close enough and everything. Um, and yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do it for her, certainly. Um, and uh, she, she also had some other ideas about how she was going to mold me. So she kind of saw me as, uh, you know, I'm going to turn him into... I'm going to make him British again somehow, and I'm also going to get rid of this nerdy stuff. She didn't really like it. And one way I'm really nerdy is I'm a huge Trekkie. Um, I love Star Trek, uh, except for Voyager. I love... 
love my opinion. <laughs> I love Deep Space Nine. That's my favorite. Yeah. I'm sorry. Deep Space Nine. Yeah. The best. So, um, one night, this is over the summer, I get a call from my girlfriend, she wants to hang out, and, you know, I should have been pretty excited about that, because we were, uh, physically intimate. <laughs> Even though, probably most of the time, I was thinking of Jedzia Dax. Um, so, I, I say, uh, sorry, sweetie, I just kind of, like, had a long day, I just want to kind of, like, uh, stay in and watch some, watch something. She's like, you're going to watch Deep Space Nine. Yes, I'm gonna watch Deep Space Nine because I have fucking DVDs and I want to watch them. So she said something to the extent of, "Oh well, we're just gonna have to take care of that later. That's not gonna stand for much longer." So um, I say, "Okay, um, I'm gonna come over. We're gonna see each other. Hang up the phone." And I thought, "Okay, I gotta break up with her." So she didn't live too far from where I lived at the time, so I uh, I just ran over. And that was like the last time I would ever run properly. So I get over there and I dump her. And I'm pretty good about this with girls. I'm pretty straight to the point, like, we're breaking up, that's it. There's no discussion. I mean, you can't have fucking space nine. So um, <laughs> she starts crying, and it's not like cute movie crying, there's like snot everywhere. There's <laughs> the ugliest she ever was. <laughs> And, um, so I just, I said, okay, I'm sorry, well, I hope we can be friends someday, you know, and, uh, <laughs> that's what you say, right? And so I start walking away, um, now she played golf, and she had a really good golf swing, and her dad had been doing some gardening earlier with a small shovel, and as I walked away, I mean, I guess she just freaked out, she's kind of a violent bitch. She grabbed the shovel and hit me in the back of the knee as hard as she could. So I went to the ground. Um, I didn't even feel it for a while. I was just like, why did my leg get out of a weird cramp or something? I'm on the ground. She gets on top of me and starts just, you know. I don't touch her at all because, you know, that would look bad. Um, so eventually she's just like crying so much she starts choking on her own mucus. Um, and she just like walks off and yells some threats or something. And I finally like pick myself up. Um, I call my sister, she comes and gets me as I'm like hobbling to the car. She's like, no, I really don't like that girl that you did. Well, let me tell you a story about how I hurt my knee. So, um, I went home, I was in blinding agony. I took a couple of leave and I ended up watching, I think, all of season two. That <laughs> and so, I'm, that's my, you know, I. Broke my knee for Deep Space Nine, so that's my badge of honor. <laughs> what do I have to do that I prove Deep Space? Uh, that I to prove that I love Deep Space Nine as much as you? Like, what do I have to break? I mean, <laughs> uh, dress up like Jetsu. Yeah. <laughs> C2E2 is right around the corner. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna play a song that. Uh, the Jack is covered, originally not by him. But first, I realize that the chord structure of it is very similar to a song by a band that means a lot to me and a certain someone in the audience. So I want to tell a little story while I vamp like a fucking rock star up here. Like we're on VH1 Storytellers. So, 
five years ago, uh, me and Kevin Reader did the show called The Masquerade, which was like this very bizarre kind of, uh, I don't know what it was exactly. It was like a variety show kind of set in like a medieval court, but it was also like contemporary and absurd. And um, my buddy Ed was there. And I played this Scorpion song on acoustic guitar called No One Like You, and I dedicated the song to Ed, even though there was a girl in the audience, and I secretly was like, oh, she's going to be so jealous when I play this song for Ed, because I had a huge crush on her. Um, that didn't work, but, <laughs> but the, the, which is good, it shouldn't have worked, but the moment between Ed and I became a very sacred bond, and uh, we forever had this blood pack to go see the Scorpions live. Which we finally did two weeks ago. And it was really awesome. The only part of that that's a horror story is that Megadeth opened. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, they've become very... Uh, well, let's just say they literally have a film by Alex Jones that plays during their set. So that's Megadeth now. <laughs> that was a bummer. The Scorpions were fucking cool. And as I was figuring out the chords of this song by Tegan and Sarah, I'm like, wait a minute. You know what other song this is? This is Send Me an Angel. So, Ed, I'm going to sing you one verse of Send Me an Angel. This is for you, bro. Because the scorpions are fucking awesome and nobody can tell us they're not. Wise men said, walk this way to the dawn of the light. Hear the voice along the way. Oh, fuck, I forgot the words. Oh, no. It's the call of your heart Seek the rose and you will find Your way out of the dark Now Klaus goes really high Here I am Will you send me an angel? Here I am In the land of the morning star so that's the Scorpion song. <laughs> Love you, Ed. This isn't directed to any women in the room this time. This is just for Ed. I'm sure We're all jealous. I'm sure, I'm sure you're all lovely and worth your own Scorpion song in your own way. Anyway, this is called Walking with a Ghost. No matter which way you go, no matter which way you stay, you're out of my mind. You're out of my mind I was walking with the ghost I said please, please don't insist I was walking with the ghost I said please, please don't insist No matter which way you go No matter which way you stay You're out of my mind
This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.